Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! So the game's not even over, Devils-Edmonton. Nope. Bob and I decided we're not going to wait until the end of this shit show to come on and talk to our fans, our friends, I mean. And uh, so here we are, the Uncle Puckers, Bob and Chris tonight. No one else could stomach coming on the show because to do that, you might have actually had to sit through this putrid display of fucking hockey that we are witnessing as we speak, which every time I don't, I, I every time I think, they're at rock bottom. They find a new rock bottom. Yeah. I walked the dog. <laughs> you want to tell that story, Bob? I Go walked ahead. the dog. It was three to two. It was intermission. Had a couple things to do. Took the dog out. Walking around the corner of my house. So I had the TV on the basement. So, you know, I could see through the basement window. I'm like, this is kind of nice. I can watch the game. I see McDavid score. I'm like, all right, that sucks. But, you know, still tied. Lots of game left. Like, I walked to my door. Took the collar off the dog, grabbed my drink, came down. I said, how is that five? I just saw the goal. Something's wrong. It's wrong. It's not possible. It's very possible. I mean, first of all, they they didn't show up to start this game. Akira Schmidt looked like he wasn't even planning on playing tonight. I I don't know what the hell's wrong with him right now, but, I mean, this goaltending – duo is something's got to change the way this team started this game like you are right now you are not in a playoff spot oh wait real quick let me just news flash hot take the devils are not going to the playoffs i'm sorry devil fans you might look at the standings and say hey if we get hot if we do this if we do that they are not going to the playoffs and they will end up being one of the biggest disappointments of the 2023-24 season because you cannot play that god-awful at home. This is your chance, right? You're looking up at the standings. You know that you can't depend on Washington and Philadelphia and, and every other team above you. You can't bank on them playing poorly. You have to worry about yourself. You are at a five-game homestand. Right before the holidays, yes. all right? Every team in the league, all 32 of them would say, yeah, give, give us the that. five game. Absolutely. Right before the holidays, we get a break. We're home with our families, with our friends for two solid weeks. Let's do, give it, give me that. And then they come out and they play the last three fucking games th- this way in your own barn. Like we are not a good hockey team. Just that simple. We're not a good hockey team. We are not a good hockey team as presently constructed. No. Well, I, it's a myriad of things we've been talking about all year, you know, from the defense on out, uh, coaching, the lines, everything, the chemistry. We are not a good team right now. And, and there are a lot of people that, you know, defend what they're doing. And I want everyone to know we are super fans too. We we want to be as positive as possible. And I think we've said a, new, a couple times, right, we're, we'll be the place you can come to, you know, take you back off the bridge. Yeah. Right. But – but even we're getting just a little tired of this. If you can't legitimately look at this team and say, right now, 
they're not a very good team, then you're probably mistaken. It doesn't mean that they can't figure it out and go on a run. It's certainly within their grasp. But there's no signs pointing to that yet. Because when they do have a couple good efforts, they turn around with bad efforts. Or even a period. They won the later half of the first period. That went into the second period. They played a very good second period. I don't understand the dog shit that comes out in the third. This ill-preparedness, this, you know, all of a sudden letting three goals in in a minute and a half. Okay, it's Edmonton. I get that. They can score at will. But this isn't the first time we've done this. So we have we do it to teams. We did it to Detroit. We did it to Philly. Um, uh, uh, we did it to the Rangers. Like, we, we have this uncanny ability to just have it all fall apart. What? And... Yeah. When it does, it's god awful because there's nobody in that locker room to pull them out of a funk when things start to go bad. So, yeah, I'm questioning. This is the whole thing. Like, we spend so much time on this show praising this team when they're doing well, talking truthfully about this team when they're doing poorly, and the things that maybe we think uh, they should do or changes that need to be made. I am so disgusted with this team right now that I just want fucking changes made because the fact is you're a soft team. You're a weak team. You get pushed around. You get, you may, and when it happens, you fall apart. All teams have to do is get under Jack skin to get the whole team to friggin' fall apart. Lindy Rupp is doing a terrible job managing this team and, and everything that's going on with it. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I get it. He's one of the greatest coaches the NHL has ever had, but this team is not responding to whatever it is he's doing. It's painfully obvious during his five-game homestand. And right now, you have got to do something. So this conversation right now, I don't even want to talk about how bad the team is. or every. This is to, to Tom Fitzgerald now. Like, dude, yeah. do something because it's it is spiraling late. out of control. It is. And, and, you know, you look at those goals and the three, what nine times out of 10, what does a coach say and do right after a goal is scored? What does a coach do or say right after a goal is scored? Don't give up one on the next shift. They're going to put out a particular line. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's really good. And say, Hey, you know, we're just going to play hard nosed game. Just keep the puck out of the net again for this shift. That's one shift. Don't let them score. Didn't happen. Yeah. So that, and you know, Whoever's their, – their roles, like I just don't understand. They know that. They know how important it is. You just give up the tying goal. That next shift is it just – it's crucial. I just I, – this is where I'm just so dumbfounded. I just don't understand how they're coming out. I just don't understand I, what's missing. There was nobody, I thought, in the first period and the third period. And what's the score now? Still 6-3? to three? Yeah, 6-3. All right. So – there was nobody in the first and third period, in my opinion, that wore a red sweater that played good. They just – and that's the problem I have. I get it that guys aren't going to have good games. But when the whole fucking team just falls apart, like what's wrong with that? What's the problem there? Right. Is it the leadership You know, in the locker room? Is it the leadership behind the bench? I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something broken with this team, and it's fucking. I don't know how you fix it right now. If you don't, with the how you you just said it, presently constructed, this is what we're gonna get unless something some change is made. Get in touch with Anaheim. Get a goalie in here because we don't have one. We don't have a goalie. We don't even have one goalie. Right, and let's be clear: the changes are not gonna be. Oh, Timo Meyer. 
finds his game. Mercer finds his game. Palat fi- We're not talking offense here. No, no. So the change has to be something more dynamic. Again, whether it's a trade that might not be popular, whether it's uh, getting kind of key pieces that you know don't need an all-star in every line, I don't know. But we do not the chemistry's have, not working. We don't have one stay-at-home defenseman. Every single – and guys that we thought were stay-at-home defensemen, like more so Marino right. last year, more so Siegenthaler, Siegenthaler, they are pressing on offense every single chance they get. And it doesn't matter if we have a lead or we're playing from behind and we just give up on man uh, you know, rushes. We've done a lot better like the last – I'll say other than these this, these last three games, probably the first – the last eight games before, I thought we did a much better job. But this is the shit we did back when we were pulling our hair out because this team couldn't get on track. Everyone, like, dude, we don't need goals from Siegenthaler. We don't need goals from McLeod. I know that sometimes the top six aren't producing, but if everyone does their job and stays in their position and and just knows their role, those guys will be able to generate the offense. And you chip in when you can. You, you don't make every fucking shift a highlight reel shift. Back up. Play defense. I noticed tonight, even though Nemec and Hughes both made glaring fucking mistakes, Luke Hughes I'm talking about tonight, but the whole team did. But positionally, they were so much better positioned than our veterans. Yeah. Like, Marino has completely lost his game. So I'm curious, how much of Marino's game last year was predicated on playing with Ryan Graves? Because he's not showing shit right now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's he, he, how much of that? I think a lot of that was predicated on having such a good, solid defenseman on the other side of him. And, yeah, and 100%. I mean, I we, feel we like guys are just trying way too hard. They're just, they're constantly out of position. Um, and like I said, when things go bad and, you know, guys that we need to, to show up disappear. And I, that, that's not a, team that's going to make a, any kind of playoff run yeah. where was nico Heischer tonight you know where was jesper brad where was jack hughes tonight i know we never ever shit on jack but like dude the whole team played like shit and sorry jack you're the superstar on the team and you cost us a point in the last game and you you know you're playing against Connor mcdavid if you want to be in that conversation then you got to show up in games like this. I'm not saying the Devils have to beat Edmonton every time they play, but you got to make it competitive. This is twice in one week that they've put 12 goals, 12 fucking goals you allowed Edmonton to score in two games on you. Yeah, again, we're not we're not looking at any one particular person like Jack is saying, "Hey, you got to score a hat-trick in this game." But you got to drive the play like you normally do. You can't pick this game to disappear. You know, disappear a little bit and um jeez Oh man, you know we joke a lot about um, my affinity for Graves, right? And 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 I, I made a comment last year about how I really didn't want to lose him because of some of the plays he makes. I really felt like on every shift he did something super solid that was almost unnoticed, and maybe that is just a huge part of it. But that's not all of it, of course. That's just one dimension. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know, dude. Like this and, is, this is you know, just... I know we, I know there was no chance that we can keep Severson. I, I understood that one. He deserved to go and get paid. And I was never a huge Severson pass, but I'll tell you right now, I can count on one hand how many stretch passes we had out of the neutral zone this season, as compared to him 
constantly. Nobody on this team yeah. threw a, a nicer stretch pass than Damon Severson to get the offense going. We yeah, our newer young guys are more fucking... more skating into the zone, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. And we can't we just we can't even clear our own zone. We can't even get out of our own offense. Now Mil- Miller does zone. pretty good there, um, but we haven't seen enough of him. Now Isn't he his wife having a baby? Yeah, they're having a baby. Right. You know, good for them. That's great. I might it might factor into me getting a goal <laughs> this week. But uh, we do seem to be a different team with Miller in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, Brennan Smith uh, is terrible. I don't, you know, he's just terrible. He's just a mistake machine. And, you know, there's, we talked about it. Do the negatives outweigh the positives or vice versa? No, the negatives don't out. I mean, the, the positives don't outweigh the negatives. It, it's definitely a net negative deal when it comes to Brennan Smith. He hurts yeah. his team more than he has. Admiral job at forward. You know, I don't think we were joking. When we said he's a better forward than defenseman. He did help the team in that role. Just, He's one of the big problems here with the difficulty the Devils are having. You know, if we had an upgrade there, it would be huge. I mean, it preferably he's the seventh guy, really. And, and you know what I didn't understand tonight? I saw this. I don't know if you saw this, but who was the goalie for Edmonton? I don't even know his name. I don't even remember who the hell he was. Whoever he was, it and I forgot. Doesn't yet. matter. Um, he was not comfortable at all with long shots. We hit the post. We missed by very, very, you know, for a, a few shots that didn't miss by much. And then Siegenthaler's blast went clean by him. And I was like, and I said it to my wife. I, I was like, we got to just start shooting from the distance. Shoot from the point on this guy. Any chance you get, something goes through. And, you know, no one else. I mean, maybe that was just me. I felt like he was having a little bit of trouble there. But we weren't doing anything. We were just, you know, we. I don't even know what to say. That third period, I mean, I guess it just stunned everybody to the point that they couldn't crawl back. But, dude, I'm sorry. This is the problem I have. You have the capability of roaring back from three goals down. They could, but there's no fight in them. You know, they give up. They're soft. S-A-W-F-T soft. They're soft. (laughs) Those stats they were putting out at the beginning of the game, um, giving up the first goal 22 times out of nine. Unacceptable. It is definitely unacceptable for a team of this caliber with their aspirations, if you're talking three, four years ago, those, that team, like you would expect that kind this of performance. Is, this if, is, if we played tonight, that tonight's devil team that we just put on that ice in our own building and played that terribly and put them against any night of 2020 where we were a 2021, where we were a complete and total shit show. I bet those 20 or 2021 teams beat us. Like that's, that's it's possible. those teams with nobody on them, you know, they, you know, okay. They had Heischer, they had Brat, uh, you know, they had Jack a rookie year, but he wasn't, you know, Jack that he is now, but well, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's just bad. Like this is supposed to be a team that seriously contended for a Stanley cup and they look like a joke. They're not just losing by a goal or tough overtime losses or, you know, just missing that extra point. They're, they're getting there. I mean, every team comes into our building and skates us into the ground. We're the fucking devils. And we get, we they skate us into the ground. It's embarrassing. Yeah, the lopsidedness is still a factor and it, it's hard to overcome it. And, I, you know, sorry, Jack, I'm still going to talk about last year because, you know, that's when it started. We get all excited because we beat Boston two to one in overtime, which again was an excellent victory. No, not taking anything away from it. I love playing hockey like that. But then to turn around and lose 
five to one to the Ducks, six three to the Sharks. Now I didn't see, obviously, as I was walking the dog, exactly how all three of those goals unfolded, but I did notice earlier in the game, even though it's Edmonton Oilers who can score with anybody, I was noticing that their goals were really tied into the net, kind of dirty. It's like, yeah, you can learn a thing or two from that. Now Timo's goal was like that um, for the most part. Merce had a beautiful snipe. Not gonna, <laughs> not gonna say don't do that, but. As I'm watching that team, and they're rounding back into form where everyone yep. thought they were going to be, right? A lot of points. McDavid's back to But I bet they go into Madison Square Garden tomorrow night and get their asses kicked by the Rangers. Well, that's another one. I hate that. It just it seems that whoever's toured around this area, yeah, yeah they lose they, to the team. They can they look at their us. schedule now and go, well, at least we have New Jersey. We're going to pick two up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but, you know, this the first goal uh, that Connor McDavid scored, you said you saw that one, where he had what seemed like a half an hour in front of the net yeah, just uh, playing with the puck and nobody went near him. And, you know, that's just the patience of McDavid and how awesome he is. The second goal um, was one of the most egregious turnovers I've ever seen, and that was Kevin Ball just giving it to Leon Drysaddle right in front of the net, and he just uh, roofed it. So that one I'm not putting on V. But the third one on that period, I'm totally that Ryan McLeod second goal. I'm totally yeah. putting on Vitek Vanacek. He was so out of position, even on the McDavid goal. Like he was facing his head was he was looking into the net when the puck went in. Like his back was towards McDavid. Like he was that he got so spun around like the motherfucker was on a tilt a wheel, and he's just looking at the back of the net and he just sees the friggin' the puck hit it. Uh, you know, he, he tried to throw his arm up all, you know, lazily, but he was completely out of position. And then the third goal, his left leg, and even uh, Ray Ferraro was talking about it. His left leg was actually on the outside of the post. Okay. Uh, like uh, hugging the outside of the, the, the cage, as opposed to, you know, taking an angle away. And, yeah. you know, McLeod had a whole fucking net to shoot in and he was just co- completely fell apart. Like, crumbled like blue cheese in those three goals. And he was playing stellar in the second period. I don't get that. Like, you know, what, what I, I understand Edmonton can do that to you. I, yeah. I get that. But again, big timely saves. Now, I was just going to say the, one of the maddening things about V is that he can look absolutely awesome for a stretch at a time, a period at a time. Hell last year, games at a time. But then the other side of it is, just definitely not money, right? Not no. not the money guy. Um, there, you know, I want to bring this up too because you know I don't look at our social media that much, right? Because like I think I've told you before, I try to actually stay off of that as much as possible so that my opinions are mine. You know, I don't yeah. get influenced because some of these guys really do know what they're talking about. I would think half these people could have podcasts. You know what I mean? They're 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 super intelligent. But there's one person. I'm sorry, I forgot his name because I I do read his stuff a lot and he's very intelligent about the devils. And he's mentioned that on different devils podcasts and, you know, other media outlets that a lot of people are pointing to, you know, rough being the problem. He said, instead of talking about rough being a problem, why don't you come up with some solutions? So I don't know if he listens to ours or if this is just kind of, it's probably a theme going around for everybody, right? We're all Mm -hmm. talking about kind of the same stuff, but it is a great question, but I'd like to pose that back like to the audience, like start, Chime in to us, write us in, you know, and, and tell us what you think. Cause you've heard what we think. And it would be really interesting to know if you think it could be, you know, as wild as, Hey, you know what, find a trade partner for Timo, even though he's expensive to get, you know, get another $8 million player, whatever, just, you know, widely speculating. Um, it'd be nice to hear 
from others who do that too. And and maybe it's Tyler. I don't know his name. If you do listen, you write us. Maybe we can get him on the show. Like he's just very opinionated. Like I would love to talk to some of these guys. I mean, totally. Uh, As far as like what um, Dan just texted two minutes. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, buddy. Um, We can just start the rant over again. (laughs) Um, Well, no, it's good when he pops in. We'll talk about the goalies. And get his perspective if he was if he was able to watch the game. I know with the holidays, everybody's so freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, this was like I, I would. I do think that right now, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I, I I don't know if I would trade Timo. No, I know. Again, it's just a rap but no, no, but just just saying, like I mean, unless there was somebody like you said, another un, is there another underperforming power forward who gets say, about eight and a half nine million dollars a year that one right. team might want to get rid of? I don't know. Um, so and, and I certainly a trade partner for him would probably be difficult. I would okay. The moves. I mean, yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think it. It can't be one move. I think it's got to be two. Uh, it's got to be a goaltender. And I, I would say, you know, we've been linked to John Gibson since probably November. I say there's got to be, a, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. So Fitzgerald is either waiting to pull a deal, can't pull a deal, or is really unsure about pulling the deal. I would it's say probably something pull. he doesn't want to give up in the deal. Yeah, probably. But pull the deal. Pull the yeah. deal. You, look, you know, if – Unless the mentality is we have these guys locked up long term and we're not going to do anything crazy right now because I believe in this team and I believe that this team and it might not be this year. Like Dan had said, you know, maybe they're saying, look, we over we, we, uh, you know, overachieved last year. This is where we kind of expect to be. And it's going to be a, a, you know, this, that, whatever, if that's how they feel. But if that's how you feel. You don't go out and get Tyler Toffoli. You don't sign Jesper Brad to a long-term deal. You don't go out and get Timo Meyer last year and sign him to a long-term deal. But the one thing you didn't do when at least I can speak for this podcast where we were screaming from the rooftops after the playoffs was go and get a goalie. Yeah. And that was the you have to get a goalie. And you need a stay-at-home defenseman. You need somebody. Maybe you ship off Siegenthal or maybe we – you know, use Brendan Smith in case of emergency. Um, you know, we'll keep him in the glass and we'll crack it if we need him and he can come and play. But other than that, go up there, do your interviews, you know, your awesome ambassador to the team. Keep doing that. That's good. I'm fine with that. Um, and I would go get a guy like Chris Tanev. I'd ship out Siegenthaler. I'd ship out Marino. I'd ship out one of them. I'll tell you that right now. I have no problem with that. Well, you're probably going to have to. Yeah. That, that's probably the top asking price for one of the two. Yeah, I think you have to do it. You know what? What? Answer me this: Is whatever you're going to replace Siegenthaler and Marino with? Okay, are you going to? Is are you? Is that going to hurt you? Are you going to miss something there that you're not going to get with a trade? Like, okay, if we go out and trade John Marino and for Chris Tanev, and he's part of that package, what are we losing? from John Marino that we can't get from Chris Tanev. He doesn't score goals. Um, you know, yes, he presses the offense forward. He pushes the puck forward every chance he gets, but he's not giving us goals. He's not a great assist guy. Um, so we need somebody that's steady on the blue line. Tanev's got him beat there. Like, I don't know what we're missing. As long as you're not getting rid of the three young guys who I think you are untouchable, 
you know, Hughes, Nemec, and Ball. And look, like we said, they're going to make mistakes. But, and they made a lot tonight. All three of them did. But the whole fucking team did, like I said. All three of them did. But their, their net positive is through the roof. Like, you know that these guys are going to be with this team for a long time. And they're going to be linchpins to that blue line. So, but get rid of anybody else. I don't give a shit at this point. Like, get somebody in that can maybe change the culture of this team. Because right now... The culture is looks like there's a See, bunch of softies that have no will to go out and beat a team. This this is where your mindset needs to change, right? If you're not thinking like we are, like it's kind of like the uh, the fantasy hockey element, right? Like you can't you can't think like that. If we were legitimately uh, contending right now, or you know being a top seed, playing the way that we should, and you're looking to you know kind of get that piece to maybe help you go over the top for the playoff run, then yeah, you you don't want to get rid of your Marinos and, and your Siegenthalers because you're performing well and you don't want to break that up. And now you really feel like you're losing something. I think what we're saying is this ain't working. No, no matter how you look at it, something's wrong with the chemistry and the way these these guys are playing with each other. So in that, this is the time where you do kind of a less popular move. Yeah, like Marino, he was our favorite defenseman last year. Like we all couldn't stop singing praise about Marino. Marino's just having a different year. So in the long run, you don't want to lose talent. You never want to lose. That's our guy. You don't want to lose him now. But if I told you, and you can't predict, of course, well, by trading Marino for a nobody, a no-name, stay-at-home guy, just a chess piece that's going to work, that it's going to help us you know, turn this shit around. Next thing you know, we wouldn't you take it? You know, And, and that's where... You know, again, to go back to like the Lou days, I mean, he was a master at this is what I need from this line, this line, this pairing. Um, and it works. Yeah. You know, you need that blend. I mean, Lindy's another problem. Now, I don't, like I said, I've said on this show before, I'm not a fan of firing a coach midseason. I do know that sometimes you have to. I get that. Um, I don't necessarily think that I'm there with Lindy Ruff yet. But I'm really close. I that's why I'm saying like I think you have to make these moves. If there are moves to be made, they got to be made soon because you got to give this team a chance. If you really believe they can crawl back into it, you got to give them your fighting chance to, to crawl back into it. And you know I don't know what's going on in the, in the dressing room, but if they if you make these changes and they're still underperforming, then you know if you decided to cut the cord with Lindy, but. I don't know what goes on in this dressing room. I don't know what the relationship is with Lindy and the players, Lindy and Tom Fitzgerald. Um, you know, he had no patience for Akira Schmidt tonight. Uh, the team's not helping him. Like, you know, that's the other thing. Like, sure. you know, I, I was surprised, though, when I first saw that Schmidt was in. I thought that Banachek was going to get the start, after, especially after how Schmidt played the last game. Um, I thought he was going to get the start, and then they also showed a graphic on – his small sample size against Edmonton, which was good, two and zero, like a one nine seven, I think something like that. Uh, obviously, that didn't translate. Yeah, I got their, blown their up period tonight. of this game, but yeah, just from a starter standpoint, because Schmidt just never looked like he had it. Um, I'm with you too. Like, I'm still, you know, I'm not a fan of Ruff. I just don't, I don't feel like he's personally doing much wrong, other than uh, I would personally move a couple of personnel around and kind of keep him there for a little bit. I do believe a lot of it's on the players too. At this point, yeah. um, they just have to reach with inside themselves. And um, I got a big problem with, you know, major professional athletes that 
you know, all the, I don't even want to go here because I love our guys. And I think that a lot of them are on very fair contracts because they are trying to win, but you know, they do kind of want that next big payday. Um, and you, you got it. <laughs> you got to live up to it. Um, yeah. Because if you're not going to live up to, you know, the back of your hockey card, then we could have taken that money. We could have split it in two. And we could have got two pieces that would help this team be, you know, be a formidable team. Yeah. So you just, the, it is your responsibility when you accept those types of contracts. You got to play up. The Andre Pilat contract seems very short sighted right now. Um, and the more that, what's up, Danny? What is up? Oh, nothing. Yeah. We've, been, we've been recording for a half hour now. I figured, you know, why wait to get on that one? That's for well, sure. Get it over with. <laughs> your audio was I'll give you to come in and bring all the positivity. <laughs> I didn't well, mean to okay, uh, so be negative, we, but boy, that was rough, dude. That was rough. Yeah, I was bummed. Was well, yeah, I mean, we were – Bobby was being practical and smart, and I was being angry. Uh, so, you know, what's your – give me your just rundown, like, of this impotent performance tonight. Yeah, I mean, I mean okay, let's face it. it. Until the third period, the way they came out, we had a game, and it was a pretty good one. And, uh, they, you know, to see that kind of – implosion with the rapid fire, you know, goals against, it's like, we're not getting any better. You know, the first instinct is to go to goaltending. Then you look at the goals, it's a whole team thing. And I don't know what the fix is for this team. I don't know why they collapse the way they do. That's the they, theme. Yeah. It's just, a, it's, it's gotta be a Titanic collapse instead of, uh, you know, and I don't get it. I don't understand those lapses. It doesn't seem to make sense. They seem very, you know, immature and unsettled and, you know, step down from where they were. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we all talked a lot about it, but I think the general outcome of it is they're not a good hockey team. <laughs> it's just that simple. They're not. They're, they're uh, not. That and good. they're not. And they're not going to the playoffs. Like that's the other thing. Like playoffs not are like such this. a pipe dream right now. They're not it's, going to the playoffs. It's just there's no. I would be absolutely shocked if this team crawled themselves back in. I don't know what I really you know, odds DraftKings is doing right now, but I don't think it's the safest bet to say that the Devils will make the playoffs. I mean, it's it seems like a long shot. More and more, it just seems like it's just uh, not their year, dude. And uh, it pains you to say it because it's like, why? The personnel is here. The talent is here. But they are not playing that way. So. No. and yeah. But I will say about DraftKings, uh, if anybody did take the over, anyone had a huge set of balls today and took the over on Jonas Siegenthaler's shots on goal, which was probably 0.5, because you really can't get much lower than that. Right. Congratulations, because <laughs> Siegenthaler got you the goal. But to yeah. do that and get in on that half a goal action, you had to get you have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and it says in bold printing you have to do it now. Do it now. And, do it now. Download the DraftKings. Should I do the whole thing as Arnold? Yes, that, please do. Okay. Especially a bit more exciting. Download the app now and use code THPN. <laughs> new customers can get 100. And now I'm just going. I'm just turning to Pee Wee Herman. A little bit. <laughs> okay. ah. 150 bucks instantly. <laughs> I can't do that. And bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. I don't, can't do any more voices, though. You t- kind of turned uh, into Marvin Martian when you did the, your Pee Wee Herman. So you're I can always like Marvin one step Martian. ahead of yourself. I like that. Earth shattering kaboom. That's code <laughs> THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. There you go. There's <laughs> Arnold. I love it. <laughs> I think that's good. Bonus bets expire 
Seven days after issuance, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Nine nine nine. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. <laughs> Stupid Ontario. <laughs> Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after it's seven days. It's seven days. I don't know why they have to put it in the hours. It's it must be a law somewhere. Yeah, but they used to say seven days. The old ad reads. You no, know, some days. people might wake up. They're like, okay, it's the seventh day. I'm good now, but it's not that hour. They still have six hours left. Yeah, you know, 168. Kind of like when they're like, "Is it your birthday?" Be like, "Well, yeah, but I wasn't born till like ten o'clock." Yeah, I hate when people do <laughs> yeah. that. But I don't mind when people tell you what time they're born, but then they're like, so it's not your birthday yet. No, fuck right, off, dude. Yeah, it's, it's my, my birthday. birthday. Yeah. Um, bonus bets expire 100. I did that already. Cdkng.com/slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. 2023 skidoo. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what's the fix, Dan? What, uh, you're general manager. Uh, you're watching this team <laughs> from the press box. And, yeah. you know, you're just watching it completely implode and you're not only thinking about how am I going to fix this team in the back of your head, you're thinking, God, I hope I have a job at the end of this season. So what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to see, you know, kind of like we talked about last week a little bit. It, can Lindy uh, shake things up? I'll give him new personnel uh, to the best of my ability. And if I don't like that conversation where it's going or his early efforts to do so, then he would be my next move on that. You know, as far as like uh, fixes on the team, we want a goalie. I caught the game on the East ESPN feed. I don't know if everybody did. Or yeah, that's just the way I watch it. And um, you know, they're talking about you know the goalies are a premium this season. Everybody wants a goalie. This and that. We may or may not be able to get the goalie. And I don't want to give up. I told you a lot to get this goalie because I feel like it's more than a goalie away. So um, if that's the case, I'd rather do what I can through coaching because that's got to change, you know. Uh, and and if it means Lindy's got a new team around him and that works, awesome. Uh, I'd probably be willing to give that a shot. Otherwise, you know, the defenseman, you know, I get it. Everybody, you know, wants Tanev and um, that'd be great to get him too. I, I, I but I just feel like it's more than those two moves. It, there's something else going on with this team. Maybe I'm underestimating how much you know good vibes a, a big trade will, will bring your team. But I see well, huge problems. It's, it's interesting how you put it because I would start with those exact two moves you said is what I would do. But like you said, if you honestly do believe that the – problems with this team are deeper than those two moves and that those two moves are not going to move the needle much to get what you need out of this team. If you honestly do believe that, then I do think if you, you have one of two options after that, the first option is we're going to play this season out as it is, and we'll reevaluate everything after the season. And if we don't make the playoffs, we're going to learn from it and we're going to move on and we'll be back next year, which would be the fucking shittiest attitude to have. And the other attitude, the other way to go about it is to 
fire Lindy Ruff. If you honestly believe that this is not going to change it and you need something else more systemic, I think it has to be you have to fire the coach. I, I get that. Um, and like you were saying, oh, you know, Barubi's on the market and that doesn't sound so bad. Uh, so it would depend like who's out there. Um, you know, I'd be this as long as he doesn't make Jack Hughes cry. Because yeah. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. Uh, but maybe a, a little something with extra with an edge, uh, you know, to force the accountability. I don't know. Look, I don't want anybody like, a, you know, Tortorella, but um yeah, yeah, but he's the kind of guy you kind of feel like this team needs, don't uh, you? I, you know what? If I could rent him for a week right now, I might. Just like a week, you know? Just like, <laughs> just stay. I don't know what needs to happen, but I feel like Lindy's message is not resonating if it's clear Somebody at all. They get their ass kicked. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's these kind it's of so bad. same mistakes. I, I, like, literally, I know we talk about, okay, so the goalies are a premium. We all agree you don't want to mortgage too much for what might be a rental, what might not even get us into the playoffs. But, like, I would literally take right now – give me any goalie I can't remember the name of that has a 900 save percentage. Maybe he's retired. I don't know. Just put somebody in the pipes that just maybe has a history of stopping the average shot. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking for Dominic Hasek. Just – Somebody, but you'll take Dominic Kashuk even now yeah. at sixty years old. I would take, I'll take him Dominic right now. I I think that like if by some chance by next week or something we see Nico Dawes starting a game, I think at that point you can pretty much put the kibosh on us getting a goalie because if if we actually brought him up, then I would think that we have tried everything we could to get somebody in. And nothing's working, and it might actually get to that point. And if we start going through fucking goalies like this again, like Sounds we're not gonna, like two years ago, yeah, yeah but, it's but, you're done. But maybe done. it's maybe it's not a bad thing. Listen, coming into this season, you had two guys. You had, you know, you had a veteran, more or less, that was never really a true number one, looking yeah, to get a bigger workload. You had Akira Schmid, who looked like. Based on last year, yeah. he could definitely be the future. You had two Not guys that were basically saying, hey, we're going to split these guys. But everybody knew one of them could take the reins if they outperformed, especially now looking at how bad we're doing. If one of them stepped up, you have a starting job. So what would be so bad about getting Dawes up here and saying, hey, if you outplay, you're our starter. I mean, right, think right. about it. Like, you got a chance. Like, every goalie wants that chance, right? There's only – there's. 32 starting goalie I mean, that, spots. That would send yeah. a, that would send a message to to the locker room, right? Like that would send so. a message if Saturday against Detroit you have Nico Dawes in goal. Like yeah. if you're just it's, basically, you know, telling this team like we have no faith in anybody right now and we're going to put this kid in an AHL contract who 2 years ago, you know, you guys it was a, a very bright spot in a really awful season even though he did not you know, have the num- great numbers, man. He sure. played very well. Um, it was the best for- of our 82 goalies that year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's so, going to remind a lot of the guys of two years ago, and that did not work out well. Right. That's true. I mean, it, 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 is that something that can maybe just light that fire? But I, I think it's so I don't much know. deeper than that. It's cultural. There's something broken in this dressing room. What and about uh, Jack no leadership? Uh, what did you Jack think tonight? of him? He, he yeah. was he was non-existent. He disappeared. I thought this was a game that you know I would expect him to you know raise his game up. I don't know if something's going on with him, or maybe he had better coverage on him than I kind of was giving it credit for. He doesn't. But it just seem seemed like a real himself. kind of quiet. No, he, it doesn't. Like, I don't know if he's he battling something and in injury wise or something, but he definitely does not have the Jack Hughes 
flair. I mean, he's just kind of a guy out there right now, these last few games. Yeah. And I, I would, you know, if he looks at himself in the league and that, you know, everybody knows what amazing talent he has, you know, playing against McDavid, I would have expected Jack's, you know, you know, a game. And we, he I has think a we history it. of showing up on the big stage. He does. Yeah, right. he, does. He, he really steps up his game. And now anybody can go into like a little mini funk. He's still an absolutely excellent player. Of course. Um, they did show a graphic that was interesting. We knew he wasn't going to sustain it anyway, but like he had like 20 points in the first nine games and 18 points in the next 20 games. You know yeah. what I mean? So right. it's not going to, neither one of those should be his benchmark. It's somewhere in between mm-hmm. the two, but um, a lot of that is, is a couple of games with absolutely nothing but, going you on. Know, but again, I don't take anything away from Jack, but he didn't. He had not been playing his best couple. of It's games, the whole team. Sure. I mean, it, it's right. yep. and, and Jack and Nico it's and, right? and yeah, and it Jack is. and Nico and and Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer. Like these guys are the the drivers, right? They they all got nice cars and they got to drive these cars. And they they're just not. I mean, they're just no. It's crazy how just no. When it goes bad, it all goes bad. And like I was saying, we were talking a little bit earlier, Dan. Like. You can't look at teams like Washington and Philadelphia and think that, oh, they're just going to start falling down the standings. Like, you got to worry about yourself. You have a five-game homestand right before the holidays. Like, every team in the league would say, yes, uh, sign me up five games at home before Christmas break. I'll take it. And we have lost all three of them. And we mm-hmm. each one has seemed to like, seemingly gotten worse, oh, uh, our, our play. Like uh, we're th- back th- to you making huge defensive home. mistakes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this this was horrible. Like this this game was just honestly, the first game I, in a while I, where the team defense was complete garbage. You know, yeah, especially it, you know, it's just really the third period, but still it fell apart. The the Detroit game last week. Looking at the schedule, the Detroit game probably scared me the most out of the four. To be honest with you, and now we're going into it with a three game losing streak with just nothing going right for the team. They can't win at home. It's right before Christmas. They might be checked out. I mean, we can go into Christmas on a four-game losing streak. You know, and I'm going to bet that that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Do you know why I think that's going to happen? Because we don't have a goalie. We have nobody that can stop the puck. You're not winning many hockey games with somebody who – so something at that department's got to be done immediately. Like, it, I'm sorry, but Vanacek and Schmidt should not be our only two options on Saturday. Like, they it's not called, working out. you got, I'm sitting here over the last 10 minutes thinking about this, and I'm like, no, you know what? They have to fucking call dogs. You have to. I, what are I, you going to do, though, when that doesn't, like, produce the results for you? You know, like, that's the only thing. Like, then. Y- y- I know. I don't know. It's terrible, are you worried you know? about the I'm psyche not against of the players? I'm not even against or, No, I that? mean. I wonder if he's worried about the psyche of the rest of the team if they call I mean, him up a little bit, a little bit. Or... It just it kind of just smells like two years ago when we were like it does bring another goal of desperation a little. Yeah, well, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, That's no, literally, I'm not aren't it's, we? It's the wrong move, but it, I just I feel like um, it is just a tough spot. I mean, we had all those years with the you never having to worry about the goaltending position, and here we are. Like it's really uh, been. Much bigger issue than I had even thought it might be in the beginning of the season. I, you know, well, I knew it had the potential, but frankly, boy, did it really blow up. VTech yeah. was supposed to be uh, the breathing room for the kids to develop. Yeah, it was supposed right. to give us a few straight solid years. Last year's regular season was great. This year, awful. So now we're bringing, you know, now you know, um, Schmidt's getting more starts maybe than you would naturally have, yep. or even entertaining Dawes. If he were doing a more average job. 
and taking, you know, 65% of the workload and, and performing average, then we wouldn't be having this conversation, but like, he's not that guy that's going to buy our guys time. So I no, say bring up Dawes. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're not looking for a duo to win the Jennings trophy. We're not no. looking for a duo to have, you know, both of them have, you know, nine Oh eight or better save percentage. We're looking for league fucking average from our two goalies. Like I want, I want a goalie that says, this. I just gave up the tying goal and the go ahead goal. I can't let another one in. This is not going in. Yeah. You know, give my team a chance to get one more goal back. But, but, but look, we don't have that. We just don't have it. And it, look, I'm not going to blame there. I would say probably out of the six goals, I saw both of Schmidt's. I mean, he really, the second one, I don't put a ton of blame on him. It was, uh, you know, uh, what you would call Marino's guy. Um, the first goal I kind of, I put on him, um, the, the Vanacek ones, the one that to dry saddle, I don't put on him. Uh, ball gave it right to him. Um, yeah, the other two, the McDavid one where he was just looking into the sixth row when the puck went in and then the Ryan, uh, McLeod won the second, his second goal of the night where he was basically behind the net, at, you know, or at least on the side of the friggin' net. Like he was completely out of position. Like, I don't get it. Played great. The he second didn't look period. solid uh, though. You know, like even some of the saves he made were a little crazy, but there are a lot of goals that happen where you'll say you don't blame the goalie on that. That just means, you know, hockey, you understand the play. That's perfectly fine. And I agree with all that. But then there's also, you know, a goalie that's going to bail you out one out of five times, maybe change the, you know, dimension of one game in that week. Um, and that's what we're sorely missing. Like, no, absolutely. Just, that's the, no, that's, that's where to, they could make a difference yeah. is stealing the odd game here and there. Because, you know, I don't think too many guys were going to win us a lot more consistently. But, right. you know, it helps. Like, how many games have we played total right now? 31. Yeah, 31. I would say that if we had even league average goaltending, you know, we might be looking at four to five more wins where they're you know, coming up with those. I think it's that any more than that's kind of unrealistic with the way this team's playing defense. So, you know, four or five great, more but those, wins. That's a long that would be way. huge. That's four or five a big more difference. wins puts you in the playoffs. We're, we're in the Absolutely. Top three. And that is yeah. the difference. If we had a goaltender playing a playoff bound year, uh, I think we would be there. So I, I totally get it. We, we should want that league average get goaltending i just don't know where it's coming from you know and it's been a long time i mean vanacek was the best uh goalie prospect to come uh to this team in a very long time and it wasn't even you know like gold it was just uh okay great this is this is this is looking pretty good after not having you know any kind of shot with goaltending for a long time what if nico dawes can play (laughs) i mean schmidt's got options right he goes down no problem right I'm pretty yeah, sure I mean, we can send I think you're right. We're getting to a point to we to have to see Dawes. I totally see where you're coming from. I'm just nervous about it actually working. Why, though? I mean, like, what I, if I Dawes just, came in and just played lights out, lights and out. these guys just played great in front of him? And next thing you knew, Dawes was getting the lion's share starts, and VTech was backing him up. Why would that? Would that? that, that you wouldn't be happy with that? The chance of that is is there, so, so I'm saying let's take it definitely. <laughs> but it's not great. It's not a like a. There's so many other problems going on with this team. Yeah, and then you yeah, know right. I'm, I'm I'm not. You broke up real quick. What did you say? Oh, the water's coming down the pipe. Ah, okay. <laughs> Thought he had to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. So in our professional studio, 
<laughs> there's, a <lot> of, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of drainage pipes. Which is under a sewer plant. From the shitter. <laughs> Did you guys hear, uh, my wife just played it for me. Do you guys listen to Conan O'Brien needs a friend? No. I love it. I love Conan. It's, it's, I hear... feel like he's so much better on radio than he is, or uh, whatever, podcasting, than, than he is on uh, as an interviewer. Did you hear the bidet commercial? I don't believe I did. Okay, so my wife's driving home from work the other day and calls me up, and she's telling me that she's listening to the show, and he just did an ad read for a bidet company, and it was the funniest thing she's ever heard in her life, right? So I'm like, okay, what episode was it? She tells me what episode it was. I listened to it. And there's no bidet commercial. So I call her up. I'm like, I didn't, there was no commercial. I wanted to hear, I listened to it just for that commercial. Um, so I don't know why they, well, I, after I heard it, kind of no, that they probably took it off. But then, so she goes online today and all these people start writing in about, like she's seen all these comments about people talking about that bidet commercial, like funniest oh, thing Conan's ever done, this and that. So she found the awesome. audio of it and she played it for me. And for three minutes, I was crying it was so fucking funny i honestly enjoy their commercials now i didn't hear that one yet so i'm dying to but um he is like insane and i I really do enjoy him on radio way better than i ever did on tv yeah find every into our listeners please find the bidet commercial it is the funniest thing you're going to hear nice so and uh you know other than that devils suck what's up with you guys you all set for christmas i think so i mean uh, I got all that last minute shopping mostly done. done. Yeah, yeah, I'm like I'd say about eighty percent done. Um, my wife's just got to wrap a bunch of stuff over the weekend while I'm working. I got I I wrapped a lot, but now I'll be working pretty much right up till Christmas Eve. So we're doing a wrapping paper painting party at my house tonight while the game was on. We were uh, painting paper bags, and that's how we make wrapping paper in my house now. So that's a kid's just idea. A, just a well, I think I like the idea. I think it was, it's bags. actually a lot of fun. You know, yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, but it's yeah, it's uh, I've, something I've I would have never thought of. You know. Do you then like cut the bag open and use it as wrapping yes. paper, or do you just yeah. put stuff in the bag? No, we cut the oh. bag open and use uh, wrapping though. paper. It was right. It is a good it question. Valid. I think yeah. there's a few uh, bags with like little handles that she's like using. Yeah, and painting on those. Shopping but, bags, uh, Mostly, yeah. we're making wrapping paper, which you know. How long were you doing this? This assembly line was it like yeah, eight most hours. Of the, most of the game. Most <laughs> Did of the, you have uh, a lot of people second and third period? Or was it just your family? No, it's just me and the kids. Uh, the wife watches uh, me and you know at least three of the kids were painting. Okay, so that's kinda, pretty kind cool. of fun. Yeah, you know that's what we're doing. I I like that little shit way better than like rushing around to get presents. Uh, it's yeah. such a pain. So stress. Just driving right now is just murder. I mean, I, I don't know why people drive. So, I mean, I guess I know why everybody's stressed out and in a rush, but, uh, and then they're all out there on this at the same time. It's, but it's fucking, I, I, I really, I really am the type of guy that loves to do like the small business thing for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. having a very Amazon Christmas. I got to tell you, I don't yeah, think I went out, out at all, dude. I, I just like I punched everything up. I don't, we do 90% of our stuff from Amazon. We'll start yeah. ordering like September. And just, well, you know. you know, we're a mile yep. from downtown. We got all these great little shops and stuff. Awesome little gifts to buy. But I just, 
with work, just getting out of the house. Amazon's so easy. I, you know, I, I hate love. feeding the man, but it's it's easy. I do man. too, but Definitely. I I, I like to say that I, I I hate that, you know, and I, I hate big business, which I do, but yet I support it constantly. Like I don't oh, care yeah. enough about it to alter my life right, whatsoever. Right. No, there's a to make limit any to kind of sacrifice. Much, uh, there's a financial it all puts you know, obligation to your family too. What was that? Yeah, there's a financial obligation to your family too. You know, you can get something right. for half the price. I mean, that's true. When you're bringing in the money, you got to think about that. That's, that's true. It's a big part of it, definitely. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I got this uh, this little my newest head shaver. This yeah. sucker was twenty bucks, man. Twenty bucks. That's, that's what it used to cost price. me for a haircut, and it works awesome. And they got seventy dollar ones, the eighty. This was like. 20 bucks cheapest shit on it it can break every three months and i'll still save like 400 dollars on haircuts a year <laughs> i just mine was 40 and i, I like mine so far uh My first one was for like 60. three months yeah i mean i usually Busted go around because they're always gonna break and so yeah. i'm like you know spend 40 or 50 bucks it lasts me a year i'm happy that's why i was skeptical to go 20 it's, it's outperforming the 60 wow yeah. these are problems dan does not have i i don't have an electric shaver i think i did years ago um and now, you know, I just I buzz down the beard uh, about every three, four weeks just because it gets. I don't use the electric razor on my face. I only use it on my head. I use a regular yeah, right? razor on my face. Yeah, no, I can't be bothered to use a razor every day. I, I hate that. I hate shaving. <laughs> um, I only shave just when it starts interfering with food. Okay. And then that's you just bring it down. And I don't want razor burns, so I never bring it all the way down anymore. And just. uh yeah, it's, that's uh, funny. My my kid asked me possible. my kid asked me two questions tonight. One was when are you gonna grow a beard again, which I answered right, right. probably not because I hate eating with a beard. And then somewhere in the first period, he also said, "Should they bring back the fire, Lindy Chance?" <laughs> I was like, wow. "How do you even know about that?" Wow, he's um, very he's like smart. maybe they should. <laughs> You know what? Definitely. <laughs> are we are we a hundred percent? We started the show like halfway through the third period. Are we a hundred percent? There were no fire Lindy chance tonight. I'm not oh, sure. I, I don't know. I don't know what's what going on. You know, I, I mean, it, look, man. There's there's so much blame to go around, but like yes. we said, this is now at a point where Tom Fitzgerald has got to fucking do something. And if there's nothing to be done, then he's gotta fucking do something because yeah. you're the gm you gotta you know everyone talk oh what a great summer tom fitzgerald had look at all the guys he got look at this look at that yeah look what it got us it got us you know i know about there is absolutely team again there's yeah. absolutely no breathing room in this schedule the way the teams are around us are all playing there's and one there or two teams be. where you columbus or montreal where you can say we should legitimately beat there is no easy path the only way this team starts winning is if they find it within themselves to outplay the other teams that's it because it's it's all boston and vancouver yeah. and tampa and dallas and it's nobody's just a good the league devils it's crazy nope nobody's gonna hand us a playoff spot and it's up to them. They got to go out and get it. There are moves. Yes, we talk about them all the time. Internal moves that can be done. But the bottom line is, and we, you know, we could talk about goalies and firing coaches and and getting defensemen. But if this team doesn't perform better on the ice, and this is all around, this is our main guys. Like then you're not going anywhere. So this falls on everybody. Yeah. Was Meyer a bright spot tonight? If you're looking for one, which I, I don't even think this team deserves to be looking for a bright spot right now, but. 
I so mean, we're losing the game at that point, right? We're down 2-1. I, yeah. I look at my wife. I'm like, this is a fucking shit show. I'm like, where the hell yep. is Timo? I haven't even fucking exactly. heard his name. Like, I haven't even heard thing. his friggin' name today. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there he is. And then he scored like on that shift. She's like, just keep talking about Timo. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's not going to work. I mean, uh, he did but, get a goal, but he wasn't otherwise very noticeable. Uh, Mercer looked pretty good on the snipe, but I don't like that line as it's constructed. Um, I thought Brat actually had his legs and was probably the one guy of the Did top six that was really kind of flying he around. Made, that hit he made in in uh, it was in it was in the offensive zone. Brat. And Euler had the puck like right between the circles, and he came in and bumped the dude right off of the puck. He didn't go yeah. down, yeah. but he slid. He stole you know, the he, puck, right? Yeah, he That's took the puck away, got a scoring yeah. chance right away. That was a really nice play. I like that. Um, yes, but I think he disappeared in the third period. He disappeared halfway through the second period and the third period again. Like he had a couple of flashes, um, but all defensemen tonight. I can't think of one defenseman that played good tonight. Like this. No. Was- and that was a shame because they really had seemed to turn it around. I mean, Nemich was fitting in great. Um, the, 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 the team defense as a whole and the defensemen have been better up until this game. That's why this is such a gut punch for me. It's like, man, we just lost all the ground. It wasn't about one more loss. It was really the way they lost. It was like back in the back in you know the worst possible position with this team. No, no good defense. No offense to speak of. It doesn't look good. Yeah, some changes have got to be made. We're not going to get any different results. We're going to be a you know we haven't even won more than three games this year in a row. No. Like this I team never was, thought that. Yeah. I, I would have never thought that. Hell, I had them going eight and zero to start the season. Yeah, you did. Yep. I was like, "There's wow. who, who's going to beat these guys? Nobody's going to beat them." Watch them in the preseason; they're lighting it up. They're putting their skates on people's necks and not even giving them a chance to breathe. Yep. Yeah, we haven't seen that. I think we haven't the seen that. Like, fan barely... base was rightfully uh, deceived here because they just came off of such a good year. Uh, young team, you know, they added what seems like the right components over the summer. You got no reason to be negative. Uh, I mean, I think you really got to be crazy thinking that you predicted anything like this, and yeah. that's why it's so disappointing. I mean, nobody wants to be wrong, or you know, but that's not really it. It's just, it's just, it's just not supposed to go like this. That's for sure. No, well, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm maybe just calling Craig Berube and saying, "Hey, you know, just wondering if you had." Plans, you know, maybe we'll go out and grab a beer. I'd like to talk to you about. Might have a job opportunity for you. Yeah, uh, you know, let's let's talk about it. But. Now that long contract that we got, uh, that we got Lindy on. What what is that like? I mean, do we just take a bath on that or no? That doesn't go. That we don't we don't take a bath on shit when <laughs> yeah, it comes to the right. coaches because it doesn't go against the salary cap or nothing. That's ownership. No, well, not salary cap, but that. you know what I mean. Like the, ownership beats it. Yeah, it no, don't hurt us. It doesn't hurt the team. Cr- He's, that might be a reason to not do it too. Cause like if you're Fitzgerald, you want to protect your job. You got to go back and explain why you just gave this guy all this money and canned him before. The, well, the, you know, the, the guy also is, you know, is a billionaire, uh multi-billionaire. So, you know, hey, all right, look, we can maybe get a Stanley cup, uh, but I got to, you know, 
cost us five million dollars on paying off Lindy. I hope he brings that up in the interview. Like, you know, hey, <laughs> what, what happened? Listen, you're a fucking billionaire, so why don't you just yeah. don't worry right. about it? Worry about exactly. you brought your shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, what we need to do. Right. You hired me to run your fucking yeah. team and spend your money. I'm going to spend your money. <laughs> hey, man, this is the cost of doing business. You know, this is this is it is uh, that is professional sports, though. You yeah. joke about it, but in all seriousness, it. it's been done before. Yeah. Um, it's it is about winning and producing at this That's level. Why it's fifty dollars to park. That is That's exactly why it's fifty dollars to park. All right, well, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. Um, unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss um, tonight. No, no, I, I, I mean, just hope we have something nice to talk about at the next. I just really, you know, it gets you know nobody really likes to sit around and be complaining all the time, but it's facts are facts, dude. How can you not it. complain about the performance of this team? So we feel you, Devils fans. They could uh, beat we're, we're Detroit seven nothing and play the perfect game, and I'm still going to say pump the brakes because that's one win out of four. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm You've the most hurt, optimistic guy. I've been hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a Mets fan. I don't want to deal with this shit. Yeah, it's supposed I mean, to be my Devils team. I, I uh, think but, you know maybe people think we're wrong. I would love to hear if people think you know what that's, all is not lost. Tell me where I'm wrong. And and, and you know yeah because like do people hey, look at really the here? And the math says we can get in, and I'm that type of fan too. Well, I want to hear from other fans. Like, are they but the kind of optimi- optimistic about this? Do they think I'm I'm an idiot for saying they're not going to make the playoffs? Or you know, they looking at this team saying you know same exact things we're saying, or are they saying completely different? Do you think let's we're say, don't trade anybody? Let's you know, just, we yes. got the team. Don't trade. Let's you know, just, let's let's go on the vote on that. So, Chris, are you definitely as of today you feel like they're not going to make the playoffs? No, I do Damn, not feel what do you like think? as of today. What's your gut come playoff time? Oh, what a coin flip! But I, t- today I'm going to f- succumb to the negativity. I'm waiting coin flip to know. I will say they will. Okay, and I'm. I will say this: I think that the five-game winning wrong. streak, five-game winning streak, or better, was like that's the minimum it's going to take for me to get this bad taste out of my mouth and actually start believing in this team again because I have zero faith in them. I just like this was. This was what about, what about five out of six? Does it have to be five straight wins? Yeah, five in a row. Shit. Has to be. I, I, I just, you know, I mean, two and three, you're going to worry if it's two and three or three and two. You're not going to, you know, at right. the end of the six, you'll say it's been better, but you're still worried about it. Right. You came gotcha. off a great Western road trip. You beat Boston. You whooped up on Columbus. And now you're looking at five home games in a row before Christmas. And you dropped all three of them. Our buddy Bill Botch put it perfectly. He said, um, "Devil's bipolar disorder." On his yeah, last we episode. do seem to have yep. bipolar disorder. But all right, well, we're going to be back on Saturday. Tony will be back joining us. Um, these crazy time zone difference miracle screws us yeah. all up. But uh, he'll be back. Bobby, you've got a devil, you know, so you have it this week. And baseball forget about the curveball ricky <laughs> give him the heater all right on that note wherever you're listening to us give us a positive review five-star rating uh subscription download goes a long way help us promote the uncle pucker new jersey devil podcast for bobby and dan i'm chris and we'll see you when we see you look out which will be saturday night bye bye Wow, this is the depressed bye byes. Oh, Bobby. Oh, what happened? Bobby needs a hug. Boy, boy. It's over, Johnny. Yeah, it is. It's over. It's over. Oh, I should probably stop it. Okay. Ah.